Hello, 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 and welcome to Open Doors. My name is Nojukwe. I'm happy to have um, the ladies that I have here today with me. I'm so happy to have you ladies back on Open Doors. Temi uh, Tokwe Gold and Temi Tayo Adegoke, welcome and thank you so much for joining me today. So ladies, we to today's topic. Today's topic is single with a purpose. So let us just say a short prayer. Father God, we just thank you. We thank you for our listeners. We thank you for this topic. And we just ask, Father, that you open our minds that we'll receive and that our listeners also received your word in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So I am very excited about the topic today. You know, um, society has labeled singles as in so many ways, in ways that are not, um, that are not uh, uh, um, great at all. They've painted them in a, in a wrong light. And my goal today, what I want us to try and achieve is to, redef to redefine the way we look at singles, redefine the way we think about singles, redefine the way um, our mothers bring up um, uh, the young ones as they're growing up. Because when I think about it, even as a mother, when we're growing up and when I, we, we're grooming our children, I should say, we want our children to have a relationship. And most times we're saying, you know, do you have friends? Go play, go play with your friends. Um, you should talk to someone. You should be nice to this person. But we never say, have you, do you have a relationship with yourself? Do you know who you are? You should spend time you are, who you are in Christ, and what are the things that you enjoy to do? We do not focus on those things. And today, I just want us to think about it differently. And I want our listeners to just have a different mindset and actually look at singles as a gift and not as um, a curse and not as um, weird or any other name that they've been <laughs> labeled with. So saying that, I'm going to go straight into a, a, a scripture um, that I have here. And it, it is Matthew 22, 37 to 39. Matthew 22, 37 to 39. That says, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy mind. This is the greatest commandment. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. So what is that scripture saying? To me, it's saying that you, you love God first with all your heart, with all your mind. Then you have to love yourself. So you, you are able to love your neighbor. You're able to give that love to someone else. That being said, Tammy Tayo, you're uh, the single one mm -hmm. on the forum today. And so what would you say 
as a single person? How do you define being single? Okay, thank you for inviting me to this podcast. I first want to give a little bit of information about myself. I'm 26 years old. I'm a single Christian woman. So I guess by Naja time, that means I have four more years until I'm an old maid. (laughs) But on a serious note, I'm happy that I'm here to speak from a perspective of a single woman because I feel like it's not something that we hear about often in a positive light. Oftentimes, society puts pressures on you or we put pressures on ourselves and rush ourselves into getting married or look at singleness as a curse and something we need to escape as soon as possible or escape before we reach age 30. But what singleness means, and I think Michael Todd put it in a great way. He has a series called Relationship Goals, and he gave three different definitions of single. One, single means separate, apart, and detached, different. Two, unique, original, distinctive, special. And the third, whole, complete, unified, one with self, to be one. The Bible also um, speaks of singleness as a gift, actually. I actually have never heard the scripture, so it was very interesting to me to read this. Um, Paul in 1 Corinthians verse seven, chapter 7, verse 7, said, For I wish that all men were even as, my, as I myself, meaning single, but each one has his own gift from God, one in this manner and another in that. So some people actually have the gift of singleness and have the gift of um, being called to remain single for the rest of their lives. And marriage, being called to marriage is also a gift. But I never saw any verse that said one was better than the other, but that there are two different callings that God can use both ways. And Paul says also in that, um, further down in that chapter, verse 34, He says, 32 through 34, he says, but I want you to be without care. He who is unmarried cares for the things of the Lord, how he may please the Lord. But he who is married cares about the things of the world, how he may please his wife. There's a difference between a wife and a virgin. The unmarried woman cares about the things of the Lord, that she may be holy both in body and in spirit. But she who is married cares about the things of the world, how she may please her husband. So while I am in this single season, I want to try to focus on focusing on kingdom things and what concerns God. And that's what the Bible is calling us to do. Also, the desire is in me to be married. So I have this question, how do you balance um, focusing on God, serving, worshiping God, finding your purpose, God-given purpose, but also preparing yourself as someone who's called to be married one day, how do you prepare yourself to have those characteristics and traits of a godly spouse? And I want to ask um, Tammy this because you have been on both sides of the coin. You were single before and you're married now. So how in your singleness season were you able to prepare yourself for marriage, but also um, worship God and put God first? Thank you, Tammy Taya. To our listeners out there, I'm just going to introduce myself very briefly. My name is Timmy Gold, and I am married and blessed with two children. 
And thank you, Modupa, for having me on the program. So, okay. Demi Tyer, to answer your question, um, first, I want to appreciate you for mentioning that singleness is a season. You know, I like that a lot. Mm -hmm. People don't consider it as a phase or a season. Singleness is a season and it should not be wasted. And I also like that mm -hmm. you brought up 1 Corinthians 7, you know, especially 32 to 36, because it really talks a lot about singleness, like you, um, like you said, and like you read out. So to answer your question, you said, how do you balance both being single and married? And, you know, I'm going to talk from my perspective. I believe, like I said earlier, that uh, the season of singleness should be wasted and they should focus on developing one's own identity. You know, mm -hmm. singleness is not a curse, like Madupa had said, and Timmy Tyler, you also very much said the same. It is not a curse. It is not a disease. You know, um, some people choose to be mm -hmm. single because that is what they want to, to, to do. They want to be like Apostle Paul. Mm -hmm. They want to dedicate their time to the work of God. And some other people are single because they haven't found the right one yet. They haven't found the right person. Mm -hmm. It's not that they do not want to get married, but they are still in the season of singleness until they find the right one. And like you said, Timmy Tyre, that you desire to be married. I desired to right. be married and I got married. However, while I was still waiting to get married, I got married very early, I must say. It, early in my 20s, I got married. And I thank God for that because some people get married earlier, some people get married later, you know. But one of mm -hmm. the advantages of waiting to get married, especially not really rushing to get married, being pressured to get married, one of the advantages is that you build your own identity. I am not saying that the people that get mar married earlier do not build their identity or do not develop their identity. Some people do earlier on, some people later on in their 20s or even early 30s. It varies. It really does vary for each person. You know, so instead of being pressured, being burdened, you know, by the pressure of wanting to get married, I think that the, the season of singleness should be focused on building one's identity. And what does that mean? You know, when I say you build your identity or you develop your identity, what does that mean? It's really pretty much sitting down and assessing yourself and asking yourself honest questions. What do you see yourself to be? Who am I as a person? You know, what do I want for myself? What are my goals? What are my aspirations? What potentials do I have? What do I need to work on to be the me that I want to be? What is my purpose in life? These are valid questions and important questions to ask oneself to developing one's own identity. Because if you don't have an identity before you get married, there's a possibility that you get absorbed in your spouse's identity. Mm. And unfortunately, if a person gets absorbed in somebody else's identity, they may not fulfill their own purpose in life. 
So it's important to have one's own identity. And when do you develop that identity? When you are single. Also, you develop your identity in Christ and pretty much asking, how does Jesus see me? Who does Jesus say I am? What am I to Christ? What am I to God? Jeremiah 31 verse 3 says, The Lord has appeared of old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. You will loved. But it's important in the season of singleness to realize this and form one's identity in Christ. And of course, when you're married, it's easier than knowing your identity as a person and identity in Christ to balance your spouses and together you head in the same direction in Christ. So yes, you know, it is important to form one's identity, you know, when, um, when one is single. And I, I, I hope I, I answered your question, you know, and, and talking about this, I want to hear Mudupa's perspective on this, you know, um, when we talk about forming one's own identity, what do you think about this of developing your identity in Christ? Well, it's, I think it is very important in the season of your, of being single that you start to think about, like you said, who you are, what you need, what you want. We need to remember that Christ is the bridegroom and we are the bride. So when you are single, that's the time you focus on Christ. When you focus on Christ, you start to see the character of Christ by reading your Bible. You know who Christ is. You know Christ is loyal, patient, faithful, that he loves you. He gave his life for you. There are so many characters that you will see in Christ. And then when you want to, when you're ready in, to, to get to marry, you are looking at that character that Christ has. And that's what you're looking for in a groom. So it is very important, like um, Tammy said, that you focus on you at that time. You don't, I like the way where you said, don't waste time. Mm. Most times, single ladies and single men waste so much time. They waste time in running around, running after people that would not bring blessings to their relationship. Because when you're, when many people are, when they're getting married or thinking of getting married, they're getting married because society wants them to get married. So, or they feel they need to get married at a certain age. So they, they pick up someone that um, looks good, has a um, 12 pack, is that what you call it? <laughs> six pack, six pack and looks really nice and is just wonderful and has like 10,000 followers and um, has a lot of likes and is, has money and all that. And that's what they're looking for. They're not looking at the character. They're not looking at the Christ in them. So, but when you are in that season of being single and you are focusing on you and you're building your character also and becoming whole by being a godly woman or godly man and um, 
learning to be patient, learning to do the things of God, learning to be able to, learning to hear from God and running for Christ and not just staying put in one place and not developing yourself. Mm. You don't de develop yourself, but you're looking for a man to, to develop. You're lo looking for a man to, to, um, to add on to you. That is not going to work. That means you have wasted that gift that God has given you, the gift of being single, the period where you're supposed to grow emotionally, physically, health-wise. You know, being single in that season, you get to take care of your needs of what you want and what you need and what Christ is calling you to be. You know, God's plan for you is great. Try and work on that. Jeremiah 29, 11 to 14 says, for I know the plans I have for you, not for two people, for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you. Pl plans not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. Mm. You will seek me and find me. When you seek me with your heart, I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile so what is christ telling you that he wants to work on you he's the porter you are the clay that time that period is when you let the lord almighty the creator who created you in his own image to start to mold you mold all the rough edges that you have so that when you are moving from that season and into the season, if that is what you want, and that is what your calling is to be married, you are moving as a whole person into the next phase of your life. So, I mean, Timmy, I would love to talk about um, Timmy Tayo. I would like to ask you what you think about Being having um married couples as friends, do you think it is important to at the time when you are in that single season? Mm -hmm. Do you think it's important for you to, or do you think you can learn from a married couple? I think having married friends or married um, mentors, people that you can look up to people can help guide you is very important because they didn't just appear out of the womb married they were single people too so they mm -hmm. could relate and they could understand and they have insight through their experience to things that i may not even know so it's the same way when you want to become a doctor you reach out to mentors in that area and you reach out to people who have already done it when you want to become an entrepreneur, you study people who have done it successfully. So if you desire to be married, I think it's important you speak to someone who is married and learn from them. What do they do during the um, single season? What do they do during the dating season? How did they put God first? Um, how did they work on their themselves 
and how did they adapt to the change of becoming going from a single person to a married person because i think that's a really big jump because when you're a single person you just have your own um issues you have your own priorities to focus on but when you're married you have to consider somebody else and that's not mm-hmm. something that especially if you've been single for a long time you might be used to doing so i think it's really important to have people who have done it before walk you through guide you give you advice and also encourage you because sometimes for people who are single and desire marriage it can be discouraging to think oh why is why is it taking so long or like what is going on how come my spouse hasn't appeared but when you see um other people's journey and how they have um managed their single season or lived through their single season with grace it's really um inspiring to see but there's something that i also want to address concerning um you know this whole phrase of waiting for a spouse or waiting to become married i see a lot of christian um posts on instagram and youtube and whole ministries structured towards single women and telling them exactly a whole list of things that they need to do to get a husband and i think that's kind of a not the way that we should look at it because it seems like okay here's the rule book here's the sets of things that you should do to get a husband and it seems like the it comes very close to idolizing marriage and marriage being um a replacement for god instead of marriage being a blessing of, from god and something that can glorify god so um i wanted to ask you the host i want to ask you what do you think about this term waiting for marriage on um versus just living through your single season because it, sometimes it seems like that phrase implies you're sitting on a bench waiting for your partner uh-huh. or spouse to come by and validate you when god has already saved you and god has already validated so what do you think i mean i think that that word waiting i i think should not be used because i don't think anyone should wait for anything you should not be waiting to to get married you should be living your life in the season that you're in so anything that you need to do at that time you do it you focus on you you focus on your goals on um on the gifts that god has given to you and you run with those gifts while you are doing the work of god your partner will be presented to you mm-hmm. by god when um you think about genesis um when god made um god made adam first and he made adam adam was single adam did not have a woman adam did not know what a woman a woman was god brought that woman to adam and said this is eve that was created from adam's um rib and presented that woman to adam so Adam wasn't waiting. I don't believe that anyone should wait. I think while you're waiting, you're wasting like Tammy said, you're wasting time. Mm-hmm. Why what are you waiting for? The best thing to do and that 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 I think is um it's misused and 
it shouldn't it shouldn't be a phrase that people oh i'm waiting for my husband i'm waiting for my better half that's who i have a problem with who is your better half what do you mean that waiting for your better half you know you your whole your whole person when you're going into um into a marriage you you should be going as a whole person meeting someone else who is whole yeah, um, I listened to Dr. Ma uh, Monroe and he had two teacups or two cups filled with water, actually half filled with water. And he said, this is two half filled cups. So when you, you're saying you're, you, one is, you know, you're waiting for your better half. So a half cup meets another half cup. And then the other one says, so I need some of you. You pour that in the cup. Oh, now I'm empty. I need more. And you start pouring and pouring back. And that's, that's where there is chaos. That's where there is problems. That's where, where there's resentment with each other. But if you're coming with a whole character, your whole single self, with all your characters, with all the blessings, with all your um all your achievements and you're meeting your partner and then you have an overflow of blessings overflow of joy so waiting is a waste of time you don't wait for someone you work on yourself you work on what you want in your life mm -hmm. financially you want to bring something to the table Emotionally, you want to be emotionally strong and emotionally independent. You want to be spiritually strong and you want to have that knowledge of God. So you're bringing that to your relationship. Um, so I think that is, is very important in, you know, the, the season that you are in, that you're not waiting. Um, Tammy Gold, what do you think about that? Do you have any? To yes, add to that? and actually, Madupa, I I do agree with you that um, the term "living through the season of singleness" is a better way to put it than waiting. I I, I really like that uh, because when you're mm -hmm. living through it, you're not stagnant. When I hear waiting, I I think it, it denotes to me the stagnation. You know, it just yes. being still, yeah. just like uh, Tammy Tayo was saying earlier. So I agree with living. And with, in addition to everything you've said, I think one of the things one should do in living through the season of singleness is developing skills that would help you when you get married. Like oh, yeah. Tammy Tayo said earlier, she said she agreed um, that it's good to talk to married people if you want to ma ma get married. And one of the things that you, you know, to ask them is lessons learned. Mm -hmm. We don't talk about lessons learned and it's important mm -hmm. to ask married couples, what are the le lessons you learned? And it ties yeah, into the true. skills you need to develop. Some people would tell you, I wish I learned to cook. Let us just break it down to the basics here. A yes. man or yes. a woman. <laughs> a man or a woman. These are important skills mm -hmm. that you need to learn in the living. That's where the living through the season of singleness mm -hmm. comes to play. You learn to cook. You yes. learn to clean. You learn to be a good listener. 
listening. Yeah. It's important. When you get married, be you a man, be you a woman, you need those listening ears. Don't be the talker. How do you develop the skills mm -hmm. of listening? How do you learn to be disciplined? That you learn in the season of singleness. Because when you're not disciplined yeah. when you're single, you ain't going to be disciplined when you're married. You That's need so to true. learn to be yeah. financially prudent in the living in the season of singleness. Mm -hmm. Financial prudence and financial responsibility as a man mm -hmm. and as a woman is important. I know a young lady, she's very close to me, we work together. This young lady in her 20s was saving up for her marriage. She was praying mm. and doing everything she needed to do, but she started saving. She did not get married until she was 30. She met the wow. man that got ordained for her. The man also had yeah. been saving. When they got married, wow. they didn't mm. owe a dime. Instead, they oh, had more. Awesome. They both had been saving so much more that a few months after marriage, they bought two investment properties together and their own where they are. So they were living through the singleness. They weren't waiting. They were financially prudent. They were saving because both of them are Christians. They knew the time would come, but they weren't just wasting their life and resources away. They both were saved individually. That's why we say when God connects you, he connects you to the right person, a like-minded person. Mm -hmm. So you develop your skill of financial responsibility, being financially prudent. And also in the mm -hmm. living, because singleness is a season that needs to be enjoyed. You have the freedom. Yes. Yes. The freedom you want. You yes. have it at that time because it is you and God. And during mm -hmm. that moment, you start developing your career. Career development is important. Mm. Some people don't have a career yet, but if you're single, you start thinking about a career. You start building that career. Because when you get married, it's going to be a little difficult to start building that career. But when it's building, as you keep working on it, that spouse would have something to work with. So lessons learned is something to ask the married couples. And some people, they would be honest with you. They would tell you, some people would mention one or two of those things that I've listed or even more as lessons learned. Either that they didn't know about, that they learned the hard way or things that they did that worked out for them when they got married. That is so true. That is so true. Um, all the things that you've mentioned is so true that most times the single people don't tend to get. Mm. They're, they're, they're not taking that opportunity that has been given to them as a gift to enjoy themselves, to find their career, to make sure that they are whole and have something of theirs and they're not going into marriage um, without you know without they're going in, without going into marriage not being sure of who they are because your marriage is only as good as your singleness really your marriage is only as good as your singleness if you're getting married and you have not had that opportunity to learn to be on your own to learn to be strong by yourself when you are 
in a relationship, how are you going to be strong for each other? If there is, I mean, you will end up having to depend on each other instead of bringing your strengths together and be one to work together to bring blessings, joy, and go through the rough times together. Most times, people get married in a hurry and they're expecting their partner to pick up the slack because they've wasted time and they have not gotten themselves a career. So the, the spouse is doing everything and then the spouse is resentful, but not talking about it, but just keeping it in their, in their mind. And, and that builds up and causes issues in the marriage. Even during the singleness, I believe that the single person should also try and seek counseling, which most times in my culture, um, people don't think it's necessary to seek counseling. But counseling does not mean that you're crazy, doesn't mean that you're not whole. Counseling sometimes is just you understanding yourself and getting a better take on who you are, what drives you, and what you, you need for your future. So even as a single person, there is nothing wrong in seeking counseling. What do you think about that, Tammy? Would you, is this something that you would, you would do as a single person? Yeah, it's something that I would do. It's something that I have done because I think speaking to a counselor, they give you insight onto better coping mechanisms how to um, help, how to have healthy arguments, healthy discussions, how to express your opinions and your own feelings without always putting blame on the other person. And to also take ownership and acknowledgement, acknowledgement of your own wrongdoings and your own um, shortcomings so you can work on it. Because if you don't acknowledge your own weaknesses, how can you ever improve them that's true and um another thing that i want to talk about is dating i want to talk a little bit more about dating because as a single person in this day or age there's so many di different methods of dating out there there's um online dating sometimes you meet someone through a friend of a friend some, there's arranged marriages, there's your parents or church <laughs> trying to set you up with someone. And, you know, as a Christian, the first thing you look for is someone else that is a Christian. And the Bible says you should not be unequally yoked. But I've come to found, find that being unequally yoked doesn't just mean they must be a Christian and you must be a Christian. But because when you meet different people, you realize that Christians have different ideologies. Christians can be unequally yoked. And some mm. of the questions that I like to ask people are, are you a Bible-believing Christian? What are your views on purity? Who is God to you? Those are some questions that I ask to get to the root of that person's faith to see, does their principles match mine? Because when you're looking for a life partner, someone who's going to be your husband, someone who's going to... Um, partner with you to parent 
those ideologies will also pass down to your children because you want to bring up your children in the way of the Lord. So if that person has different views on Christianity than you do, it will just be a house of confusion and mm -hmm. chaos. So I want to ask Tammy first, what other questions can singles ask while dating to find out if they're equally yoked? Um, thank you, Tammy. You did mention um, important questions to ask, and, and I like that you said that idea. You mentioned ideology, and it's true. Um, people use the word "I'm not a practicing Christian." First, what is that? What is practicing? <laughs> not practicing Christian. <laughs> so it's something to really question: Are you a Christian or not? And what is Christianity? So I like that you, you mentioned, you know, it's not that this person just says they're a Christian, but what is Christianity? Some people just say, well, I was born to a Christian family. Well, that doesn't qualify you as a Christian, you know? <laughs> Do you have an, have you had an encounter with Christ? When did you become born again? It's a reality. We need yeah. to ask those questions. And it's important to ask what church they go to. The reason why I said church, uh -huh. yeah. it's not about denomination here. It, it's about the principles of Christianity. Think about it. And I've been playing honest here. When I married my husband, my mm -hmm. husband had a different, he wasn't, I was always raised a Pentecostal. He wasn't. He was mm -hmm. not. I knew that. But we, we, we had an agreement. Well, that was stupid and foolish of me anyway to have trusted the man to have an agreement. <laughs> but it worked out. But I said to him, I was in point black. I wasn't going that route. And mm -hmm. it's, it's important for us to see, to, you know, for, for two people coming together to, to really have a, an understanding, a basic understanding of what does Christianity means to them. Because you mm -hmm. have to be on the same page. We talked about it and we agreed. I wanted to remain Pentecostal because I, you know, I so much believed in the principles of the Pentecostal Christian, you know, and, and mm -hmm. I really did. I, I liked the, the views and that, that was what I grew up with. He was okay with it. He understood that there were benefits. Mm -hmm. And together we decided that that was the route we're going to go. And that was the way we, were, we would raise our children when we had one. And to God be the glory, we've been in it together. Yes. You know, yeah. so that's yeah. a very good question. What church do you go to is a very good question to ask. Do you go to church? Would you, what is mm -hmm. Jesus to you? Because there are some Christians, yeah. they call themselves Christians, but they really do not understand what Christianity means. Some Christians don't believe in the Trinity, but they are Christians because it's a, it's just a loose term. Got the Father, yes. got the Son, yeah. got the Holy Spirit. So just don't be blown away mm -hmm. by the fact that this person says you're a Christian. Do you believe in the Trinity? Do you mm -hmm. believe in the rapture? Do you believe in heaven? Do you believe in hell? And these are conversations mm -hmm. you can ask when you date someone. Like Tammy Tyler said earlier, dating is important. So when you date, you're not just going out to eat, to, to drink soda or whatever it is. <laughs> Free dinner. <laughs> you are having honest conversations, and it's okay for the woman to drive the conversation. It's okay for the man to drive the conversation. Both of you should yes. be the drivers of this conversation. And it really ties into yeah. having an identity. Your identity and your right. identity in Christ. 
If you know where you are, you know where you are in Christ, you know what you're looking for, you'll be able to drive that conversation to get the answers that you need. So it's important to date and asking honest questions and leading the conversation to get the answers or the clarity you need. And make no mistake, some people, unfortunately, Christians, I really don't understand it. They, they, I don't know if they believe you find someone, you get married, tomorrow is the way to do it. They don't think dating is important. <laughs> it doesn't work that way for crying out loud. How would you know the person if you don't date? And I think that's a misconception about dating. They think, oh, you go out on a date with, with a person, you're automatically kissing, caressing, and sleeping with this person. That is not it. Right. You date someone, <laughs> meaning you go out together to have lunch, to have dinner, to watch a movie. These are innocent, enjoyable things that you can do and have honest conversations. If you don't date someone, how would you know that is the right person for you? I hope I've answered your question, Timitaya. Yes, that was a great, great question. And so many good questions that you brought up. Like, yes, it's true. Some people don't even believe in the Trinity. Some people don't even, yeah, they don't believe that Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit are one. So thank you for bringing up those um, other things that I could ask. Well, um, I've enjoyed this conversation. I think we need to have a part two. Um, <laughs> of this because I think this will keep going and on and on and on because it's such an interesting topic and it's something that I'm sure many of our listeners are going to um, enjoy and also hopefully get some insights to being single. Um, marriage doesn't make life easier. We need to understand that. Um, I'm just... Many people think that because you're single, um, because you don't want people to think of you as weird or that it's a curse, they need to get married, but it doesn't make it easier. It doesn't make anything easier. You have to be whole. You have to know who you are. You have to serve God. You have to know who you are in Christ. You have to be emotionally stable, physically, financially stable. You have to know your gift and you have to run with your gift before you bring someone else into your bring someone else on board with you you have purpose regardless of your relationship status you have to have purpose where are you going like Tammy said where is it are you going what is the career what is, do you have a career have you have you decided on on getting a skill even if it's not you know just building something for yourself in that season that you are single you know, understand that time is on your side. So make use of that time. Make use of the time that you've been given. Do not waste it. Because like Tammy said again, Tammy, um, Tammy Takwe said it and Tammy Tayo said the same thing. When you, when you waste time, you can't get it back. Because when you get married, you have children, you have other people to think about. Right. So that time is just gone. You know, you need to be able to talk to other married people who can encourage and advise you on the things that um, that you're going to be going into if you decide to get married. You know, don't forget your calling, your purpose. Every one of us has a purpose that we've been called for. Timothy 1.10, he said he has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. You know, so because of 
what God has planned for us. You have to keep your eye on the ball. Whether you're married, whether you're single, know that you are here to worship him. You are here to serve him. There's a reason for you being on this earth. Remember that your heavenly father knows what you need. Pray for what you want. And I hope that as we've listened to uh, and had this very healthy discussion, that our listeners will change, have a, a different definition when they talk about single, being single, and understand that being single, there is a purpose. Um, Temi, talk about, would you like to add anything to no, that? No, you wrapped it up very nicely. Thank you. Thank you so much, ladies, for joining. I appreciate you very much, and I hope and I pray that our listeners have learned from our discussion today. And I wanted to say thank you to Temi. Temi, do you have any last remarks before we round up? Yes, you pretty much said a, most of most of it. But one thing I want to say for the listeners, if you do have any questions, we'll probably do a part two. So any questions that you have on yes. singleness, relationships, dating, please send us a message and we'll try to address it in the next part. Thank you, Timmy. Well said. Thank you. And from Open Jazz, have a great day and be blessed. Thank you for joining.